It's time to wrap our tentacles around the worlds of entertainment and give it a good squeeze. This is the Squid Fellows Podcast. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> this is a message from Mohammed Khalaqain. Faisal Samas al You have two yield. Two yield. You go to doctor and uh, he give you uh, two yield, uh, one yield and six months. Uh, but after this, you will pass away. Uh, this is a message from Mohammed Khalaqain. Faisal Samas All right. I can't do a Muslim voice. Uh, like, no, you're not allowed to. Uh, That's Chris. And this week I'm going to be reviewing Wonder Woman 1984. Ooh, the 80s were 40 years ago. That's the way I like my women, yeah. either 19 or, or, or 84. Or 84. <laughs> okay. So, um, this movie is bad. Some people have tried to say it's okay or blah, blah, blah. It's bad. It's bad, but it has a very interesting concept at the heart of the main villain. So, the movie's set, obviously, in 1984, and Diana's been around, working at a museum, doing museum stuff, and she meets uh, this blonde chick played by, what's that SNL lady? Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, and she ends up playing, what's, I forget the character's name, the woman that becomes the cheetah lady. Cheetah Lady, I yeah. think is the name. Yeah, exactly. Cheetah Lady. So she plays her, and you introduce her, and she's clumsy. She drops a bunch of papers, and everyone's a complete dick to her. Like, people walk by with all her papers on the floor. All men, and just like, look, ugh, and yeah, walk and she, past her. She can't the walk woman, in heels, yeah, right? can't walk in heels. The woman that hired her totally forgets that she exists, even though she hired her, like, two, three days ago for the job. And the FBI bring a bunch of stuff for them to examine from a big bust of artifacts. And one of them is this wishing stone thing. So Diana grabs the stone because they're joking about wouldn't it be great if it worked. And even though Diana knows about magic, she still wakes a wish on the stone. The blonde lady ends up making a wish later about how she wished she was more like Diana because everyone's fawns over her. And... Long story short, the stone grants wishes, and that's kind of the central focus of the movie. The main villain, Maxwell Lord, is trying to get his hands on the stone because he knows it grants wishes. So when Maxwell Lord gets his hands on the stone, he wishes to become the stone so that he can grant wishes. Mm. But the stone also takes something away from you as the trade-off for the wish it grants, but you don't know what it takes. But Maxwell Lord, being the stone, can now decide what is taken away would it perhaps take oh. your arms legs skin voice and Virginity. senses so is this dororo <laughs> what is this it, so it's not yeah. as dramatic as that because it's still a, a mainstream movie ah, so okay. for instance so diana obviously wishes for steve trevor to come back because you know she needs a, a penis female character that needs a penis she needs a penis in her <laughs> life so it Bring Steve Trevor back, and instead butt. of just creating Steve yeah. Trevor, it takes Steve Trevor's soul and inserts it in the body of this totally different dude and just kicks the other dude out of his own body. Okay. And so Steve Trevor, to everyone else, looks like this other dude, but to Diana, he looks like Chris Pine because they wanted to 
have Chris Pine in the movie. That's hot. It's really bizarre. Absolutely. And then basically, the only reason they do that is they have gags of him being like, oh, the 80s are so fun. Like he, it's like, I tried to bike you, but this bike didn't go anywhere. And it was one of the workout bikes, so he didn't know. What it. the fuck? Like, a bunch of these weird gags. Wow. Wonder like, queer. Wonder Woman has sex with him in some oh, body. Oh, that's hot. That's a, that's a <laughs> um, category. What a cheater. But it takes away some of her powers. Cuckception. Kind of, yeah. But wait, 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 the guy wait, wait, never wait. knows that he had sex with Wonder Woman. Jesus. So, so when Wonder Woman fucks her power... No, 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 no. The stone takes away not all of her powers, because then there wouldn't be a movie. But it takes away enough of her powers to make her vulnerable to, like, bullets and make her not as strong as she is in the, in the beginning, where she's just flipping around. Now she can't really do as much of that stuff for the... Cheetah lady. 73 cents less power. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. She had the full power and it took it away. Like, no, you're a woman. You don't get full power. No, For the cheetah lady, it gives her <laughs> Diana's life. She dresses nicer and has more confidence. Oh, you mean like the evil cheetah lady? Yeah, the evil cheetah lady. Before well, she Kristen, becomes a yeah, Christian Wig. Wig's character, before she becomes fully evil, it gives her like all of Diana's confidence and charm she starts dressing hotter and able to walk in heels way able now. to walk in heels now which is a sign that you're oh uh, yeah uh, yeah they use that plot point a lot um, <sighs> come on and, but she also gets some of Diana's actual superhero powers as well the the estrogenous blasphemy it, exactly but it takes away her kindness and her good nature that she had before so it, like makes her a dick essentially in exchange for the powers maxwell lord uses that power to build an empire that he pretended to have but didn't really have but then he actually makes it work so like he wanted he goes to one of his top investors touches the guy because you have to touch the stone for it to work this sure is a huge plot point you have to touch the stone <laughs> okay. how, did he, how did he touch him did he on like... the balls he just walked up and grabbed him by the balls Ooh, grab <laughs> him by the office. man pussy come into my office paul i need to jack you off vigorously and i want to fucking exactly. grasp your fupa so he has his, his this guy make a wish they don't you wish the company was doing great and was amazing and the wells were all had oil in them and he's like yes i do and then as soon as he says that while he's while max is touching max goes okay in exchange for that i'll take all the stock everything you own in the company and I'll have something terrible happen to your company where you go to jail. And then he walks out and goes like, what the fuck does that mean? And then as Maxwell Lord's leaving his office, the IRS or FBI swoop in and like arrest the guy for massive tax fraud and all the oil wells uh, start kicking out oil where they never had uh, before. Uh, and so Maxwell Lord just gets... a great fucking power. It's a really interesting power. Like Maxwell Lord gets power drunk off of it, and so he goes and tries to like get the <laughs> the guy with the most oil in the world get his oil, and then that doesn't really work out. He ends up doing a whole bunch of other stuff. But what's happening is he as should, he should have went for GameStop stocks. <laughs> yeah, he should have. As he continues to use his powers, he's getting sicker. I think that's what it takes is his health. He starts mm, bleeding, okay. dying. But he continues to, to use his powers kind of crazily, and it's upsetting the natural balance of the world. So, as he keeps doing this, more crazy shit's happening. Wonder Woman tries to stop him at one point in the Middle East, and that's when you learn she's getting her weakness, her weaknesses. Oh. He ends up going to the president, and the president wishes for like nuclear missile silos right next to Russia, and he grants him that, and in exchange, he can do whatever he wants. And then, when the nuclear missile silos are created, it triggers basically a new... You know, everyone's going to start firing their nukes at each other. But the create the dumbest thing is the U.S. government created a satellite system that sends particles down 
physical particles that touched things to override every single like screen on the planet. <sighs> okay. So Maxwell Lord goes to this facility and shoots his particles to everything so he can grant anyone's wishes that he wants, but he doesn't have to actually physically touch them because his particles are now touching them. Okay. Wow, he cool. Uses that this... seems like they yeah. fucking wrote themselves into a <laughs> corner there. So, yeah, so he uses this to completely unbalance the world and everything's going to hell. And Wonder Woman realizes the only way to save the day is to renounce her wishes and get everyone else to to undo everything. And so oh, she ends no. up renouncing her wish, and Steve Trevor goes away, and the other guy goes back into his body. And she ends up fighting the cheetah lady, who now is a cheetah. Maxwell Lord gave her another wish, and she wished to be the most apex predator that there is. They fight. You know, Diana wins because she's the good guy. And she convinces everyone to undo all their wishes, and then the movie's ah. over. But the dumbest part about all this what the f- is... When you make a wish, it create it can just make things appear. So like, it makes a wall appear. It makes random cows appear when some guy wishes to <laughs> farm. It makes so it makes these nuclear weapons appear. But the Russians <laughs> and the U.S. don't just launch ones that they wished for. They launch the real ones that they already had. The powers don't obliterate the consequences of your choices. And so, for instance, like when the guy wished for his kingdom back and it built the wall, when the wall went away, there was still a big gap in the ground where the wall had been sprung up from. Yeah. And so there were still consequences. So it doesn't make sense that by undoing all the wishes, the nuclear weapons, all the nuclear weapons would stop because they launched all of them. They launched the real ones and the wished for ones. Okay. I didn't know how to end the movie. I I sense poor writing. Um, I sense that they had an interesting concept of make a wish and take take what you want and they didn't know what to do with it. So they ended up with a a crap um, plot. Really crap. So at the end of the day, basically throughout this entire movie, nothing happened. So at the end of the day, so it's weird because like an apocalypse is happening, people are freaking out, riots are occurring, and then when all the wishes are undone, all the damage that normal people did stays. The only thing that disappears are the nuclear weapons that would have ended everything. Even though they were real nuclear weapons that had already existed before, only sounds the, very selective. Yeah, yeah. They, they, basic, they basically the only, woman absolutely they has the to prevail. Yeah, they couldn't end the world. So they kind of half-assed the nuclear weapon part, but they left all the other damage behind. It was well, really weird. Honestly, I think that's really that, dumb. I think that's incredibly offensive. Really to, bad to writing. DC fans. Yeah, and to the Chinese, they obviously think that their fan base is really stupid. Which and yeah. we are sometimes. Cause well, we I'm to see it. I'm mentally challenged. So, so but, so, but you would think the plot. <laughs> tied it. You think the plot's the dumbest fault. part, and it's not. The effects are really bad. So. They start the movie God, with Wonder Woman lassoing ow. around, and that looks kind of cool. But then they do. You guys ever watch? Does she the, lasso on the lightning? So she does do that. I saw that. In the trailer. She does do that. She makes. It I thought this. that was cool. It looks dumb though in Fuck. the movie. Um, uh. So you guys ever watched the Flash, the TV show? A couple episodes. Uh, no. You ever see him run? Only Flash yeah. I've watched. They did a low. <laughs> they did a basically look like the Flash TV show running. Where they point the camera at her and she's like running, and then the scenery's moving around behind her quickly. It looks so. Ew. Oh, it's like, no. They do that no, twice. No. They do that twice in this movie. Switch to so another weapon like and a, hit him again. It's like a fucking black ah. and white and then, silent film. Yeah. Fucking Buster the, Fuck that. It's so bad. And then she makes the invisible jet because she'd been practicing how to make things invisible. Wow. Instead wow. of just having it. And she just magically just like does it. She's like, I only turned a mug invisible, and then she just breaks the whole plane invisible. Wow. 
Um, Fucking hell, man. She learns how to fly. She can do anything she wants to do if she yeah. believes. So she learns how to fly once she once she kills the new Steve Trevor by undoing her wish, and that even looks bad. Which since when Superman's flying didn't look bad, I don't know how they totally botched I mean, it, but it looks bad. It just looks. Bad. I, I mean, don't know what, back just, in the day, it, they were able to make Christopher Wheat Reeve look like he walked in yeah, that show. Yeah, I know. So everything about this movie <laughs> is bad. The fight scene, the fight scene between her and the Cheetah Lady at the end, half of it is spent dangling from a rope, like punching each other. They have to do everything in the dark because because yeah. she looks because the CGI for her as a cheetah looks terrible. I heard it was very it's dark and really you couldn't, see shit. you couldn't see anything. Super fast moving camera. Yeah, it was really bad. This movie gets. One tentacle for me, and that's only because as bad as it is, Gal Gadot still. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Oh man! I would sure like to see her wearing some lingerie. <laughs> lingerie. She still looks like a Wonder Woman, and she still can. She can say corny shit, and it works. For some reason, like she still can play that part kind of well, despite how poorly written and executed the movie is. Mm. And that's what the only part of this movie that's actually kind of decent is her as Wonder Woman. The rest of it is dumb and either done for cheesy, corny joke lines or they have no idea what to do. And they that's like, ah, stuff has to happen. That's good. That means that she's got the same kind of charm and talent that Tom Holland does. Like even yeah. if a Spider-Man movie is shit, he still plays the character wonderfully and does his own stunts. Yeah. She still is that character. There's no way yeah. around that. And that's about the only thing I can say for this movie that's even remotely redeeming is at least she still has that same character charm that she had in the first one. It's quality that's about of, all. Quality that's of a good it. actress that was given a shit script. Mr. Stark. Or if not a good actress, at least good at one particular role really, really well. I don't know. I don't want to go. I wasn't thoroughly impressed. Yeah, she was in Fast 7. Yeah, but she's what really good at this one character. Piece of cinema. Really good at this one character. Hi, are you erect? Because yes, you're gonna not be after this one. Oh. That means you, Andy. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. <laughs> My bond. It's it's a me, uh, <laughs> Maher, and today I am talking about a Netflix original anime called Magmel. Magmel, M-A-G-M-E-L-L. Really cool name. Yeah, it's currently 13 episodes long, and it's 13 episodes of the worst unguided bullshit I've ever watched in my life. (laughs) Um, Which is weird, because the aesthetic of the show is very pleasing, and the concept is as, as well, but it delivers on no fronts. So the plot here, we got this dude, man, he has a mentor named uh, Shuin, who's important to the plot, but his name is Inyo, and he he works alone. The setting of the world is Inyo exists on regular planet Earth. It's just plain old planet Earth, you know, with seven continents, and, you know, the oceans making up 72% of the world or whatever the fuck. But- in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean arises a new country just out of fucking nowhere, a new continent. It's called Magmel. Okay. Um, and it's draw? it's his job to, to go into the forests and jungles of Magmel and like rescue idiot explorers who just don't understand what they're getting into. They because get 
this new continent is like completely bizarre and like alive and it's like sentient it feels and it takes care it has a much faster like reincarnation process than than planet earth because whenever something dies on it like it gets absorbed into the ground and then some other type of creature or plant will sprout out like right away like right away okay are they like super deadly creatures? Super like deadly, super deadly creatures, super deadly plants, poisonous everything. Like it's got multiple, they call them sectors because it's like separated into the most dangerous biomes ranked from most to least. And it's his job to patrol all of those and be hired by people as a mercenary for all of those to go and rescue retards. And no child left behind. he works with like a seven year old girl together uh, i don't know i don't think so uh he's kind of like a mentor figure for her and so in order to adapt to magmel obviously our main character is not just going to be some regular human he has special abilities that allow him to materialize metals and various compounds from his hands instantaneously as long as he's analyzed it at least once before so like the ore or like he can make a sword he can make a fucking missile launcher Uh, that's a lot of components yeah (laughs) that seems very cheap and so in order to help him with that and he works with a seven-year-old girl who's like a hyper genius and she also has these materialization powers but she only ever uses them to sit in the office create a television so that she can watch the feed of a drone that she also materializes and sends out to go help Enyo on missions. So like she doesn't have to physically be there. So they can Kinda only smart so they can only make things that already exist. They can't like make mm-hmm. a laser gun. No. Crazy. Okay. And the <laughs> confines of his ability uh, exist. <laughs> they exist at first and then they just don't. Like an episode later. They were like, oh, he's a lactor. That's the special word. He's a lactor. He can materialize blah, out of My his dick. My mom a lactor. Materialize whatever he wants. And, and then at first it was cool because I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like he's obviously making a fucking giant Luffy King Kong gun fist, you know, because he's materialized one before. <laughs> what? Okay, Any, everybody would. I mean, I've come across one. He just becomes Green Lantern. But then after that, he just starts making random dumb shit like constantly and it doesn't make any sense and then at the same time um it's overpowered like he destroys anything and everything knows everything about magmel and is is seemingly impervious to all of its inhabitants like every creature that he's so far come across he's just fucking obliterated it and knows its weakness immediately and it's not even that the creatures have weaknesses like the show doesn't give you that much detail it's just, he makes big weapon, big weapon, go boom, boom. Creature dead. So Make first, big the dead. first creature, he makes like a regular missile launcher. Then the next creature, he's like, I need a super duper missile launcher. Get yeah, me. well, you see, the story behind that, the story behind that is there was a 
organization of, of regular human people. People do live on Magmal. It's just really hard to get there and really hard to survive. I would imagine so. this so, yeah. organization, they're like very high class, like very billionaire organization, made a fortress in the middle of Magmal, a really small one that stretched into the underground. They built a fortress for experimentation on the creatures of Magmal because like on top of having a bunch of crazy creatures that kill you and plants that kill you, it has crazy plants that like have positive effects. Like it's an, it's not like a like cure cancer kind of thing. Exactly. Like marijuana. Well, exactly, exactly. There's actually some of them that have downsides, very, very bad sacrifices. Like this one guy, this, this episode is actually one of the episodes I found fascinating in the show. The only one that I liked out of all of them was this episode where a little brother who with a terminally ill condition goes to Inyo and asks for help to retrieve his big brother from Magmel because he went exploring. Hasn't showed up for two years. And then he was like, what? Two years? Like, <laughs> he waited a while. Two huh? years, bro. Yeah, he got He did. Long, long time <laughs> uh, for some milk. <laughs> so long story short, they go anyways to help the kid because he's like dying, dying literally. And they go... They go into deep magmel, and there's a plant that only blooms when it's fed corpses. Okay. Death. Any it's corpse? Any, okay. any corpse. Okay. But it reacts especially, especially quickly to human corpses and flesh and blood. Uh, um, and so they go in there. They find the bigger brother, but all of his comrades are dead. And there's this big flower, uh, this big the- flower. And it's just this giant, like, bone statue, like, gross-looking bone plant, like, made of dead human skeleton carcasses. And at the top, there's a beautiful pink flower. Does it look like a labia? No, no, no. And then... Yeah, I like those kind of flowers. So, he knew that the little brother was going to report him missing at some point and come in there <laughs> searching for him. So, he stabs and attempts to kill his own little brother to feed the blood of his little brother to the plant and then eat the plant, which would then gain him, like, impervious strength and it would grow him in size and make him absolutely unstoppable physically. Did it have to be his brother? or did he It had to be one? anyone, but okay. there was low chance that anyone oh. is going to go after him. Okay. And this uh, Magmel, they say that it, like, empowers your your negative human emotions, like your greed, and enhances them, your greed and your jealousy and all that. Okay. So, like, you could live there, but it's not really habitable. It's rough. It's rough. And so, you know, that's literally just one episode, and then everyone after that seems like complete filler garbage. Like, I feel like I'm watching OG Naruto and not skipping episodes. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're it, getting all the crap. You're getting all the crap, but there's only 13 episodes out. So can they really afford to give you this much crap? I mean, it's Netflix, but it's I horrible. I don't think that they paid the writers. It's horrible. And the character development doesn't exist. There's, like, weird backstory behind Inyo, but they don't go into it enough to where it's, like, memorable. It's just, oh, there's some mysterious shady guy that taught him all he knows. But we don't know anything about the mysterious shady guy except that he's really sadistic. So do him, That's it. Do, wow, does cool. Inyo and the girl live in the fortress? They oh, live in human country. country, regular human country, and they work out of their tiny-ass office to go help people in Magmel because there are few people that can actually enter and that have those psionic abilities. 
Does he fight other people with the He fights other people, but mostly he's mostly thwarting like deeper plots that people just end up like being in the way initially. Like, for example, that episode where they're at the fortress, all these bears, all these like they weren't they were like weird like platypus big deer hairy, bears. Big like they were bears. weird super bears big with hairy gay men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were these just weird super bears that were, for some reason, in plenty, like 20, 40 of them, just wanted to siege this fortress. They wanted to just go and break in, and so they were slamming on the walls and killing all the guards, and they were just massacring all of the humans, and the guys trapped inside sent an SOS, and obviously Inyo shows up, and the bears were attracted to the fortress attacking it and since the guards were trying to kill them and drawing blood and the blood was splattering everywhere and all the bears were dead it lured this other giant monster over that like towered over all the trees like kaiju style and wanted to because it smelled the bear blood wanted food wanted to eat Mm. and so it starts marching over and Inyo uh, knows that there's some shady shit going on in the fortress with all the experimentation That drew the bears over. And he goes, all right, if you don't release your captives that I know you have, I'm going to let this monster level your whole building and kill you all. And yeah, it sounded like a really cool plot. It was developing into a really cool plot. And And then the way they concluded it is the people in the lab were sucking the blood out of baby bears for like medicine purposes cool medicinal baby bear blood but okay. it wasn't humane obviously well, so uh Inyo wants to shut it down and as we know the monster is approaching it wants to level their building and eat all the dead bears and the babies uh, and the babies and the babies their plan initially was to use a giant missile to blow a hole through the monster and kill it instantly. And then the missile falls to the ground and doesn't detonate. And he materializes an actual missile launch pad for one single missile, mind you. For one single missile. A gigantic missile launch pad. And then they launch it and kill the monster in one hit. And, and it's not even as if the monster... Uh, fucking awesome. It's not even as if the monster, like, explodes into a pile of blood and viscera and blood rains from the sky. This is what happens when the missile passes through the monster. Okay. Imagine you hold up pizza dough, right? Yeah. You hold up pizza dough. I'm holding it up. And then I take a fucking double-barrel shotgun yeah. and point it at the pizza dough. Yeah. Is there gonna be pizza dough where I shot? I would say I. It literally. Educated guess say probably not. It literally just flies through it and opens up this big gaping hole, just giant crater inside of its chest, and then the monster disintegrates. 
Did the missile? <laughs> and then the monster did. Does it fall over? And then it disintegrates. It disintegrates. Did the missile blow up or? No. What the? No. It passed. It passed through the center of the monster perfectly symmetrically, and then killed it instantly and reduced it to dust. What is this monster made out of? The Pentagon. It was so stupid. I was like, "What the fuck? You couldn't even animate an explosion. You couldn't even like watch a Michael Bay movie and be like, oh, if we need to hey, cut, we don't speak of Michael Bay here. If we need to cut cost, we just make explosions happen. Fiery but they didn't explosion. do it. They oh. had to cut costs so much. Why even make a missile? There's a lot of interruptions on a missile. Why I don't know. So, circle? so I have a question. Yeah. This is gonna be dumb. So when he materializes something. What is that like? He's not like materializing it out of like himself or like. No, no. Like, okay, I'll describe he, like, it. I'll describe it. The spear from the ground. This is what happens. No, this is what happens. He looks down at his hands, and they start to tingle. <laughs> and then black and and gray lightning starts coming out of his hands. Bzzz, gay, all right. Black and gray lightning starts coming out of his hands, and then the shape of whatever he wants to create just forms. Wow, that's fucking very smart. Just forms. That's so smart. Yeah. Holy so, shit. So how, to the writers. how far apart does his hands have to be to make a freaking missile launcher? To the writers. Oh no, no, no. They don't they don't give him that handicap. They don't give him that handicap. He can have his hands literally clasped together and he can just make a giant fist or a giant triple crossbow array that just blasts entire swarms of vultures away. Like what it's do you, bullshit. What do you rate this? I would rate this zero out of six tentacles. It's not bad out of the gate. The problem I have with it is that it looks cool and it sounds cool until you watch episode two. And then (laughs) so like it really it touches your penis over the pants. Four times. I'm a big fan of the POVOPHJ. And then and then pulls away. And then pulls away forever. You never get that again. Zero tentacles. That's a first. Nice. Yep. Hey, hey, Andy here. I got a short one for you as usual. Just like your penis. Two-inch pinch. Give them uh. the short and curly. That's what I would give the ladies if I wasn't a virgin devoted to God. Ah, chastity is the way. Yes. So today I'm going to talk about Christianity. No. The okay. epilogue. All right, all right, all right. I won't. I won't talk about that. No. I believe you. you got Okay, what are you um, actually going to talk about? So, you guys know that I love kind of artsy fartsy shit films. Yes, you know, we do. Like bad ones. I think like that they're all gems. I think they're all really good. I enjoyed Uncut Gems. I've watched it multiple times. Uh, we saw it. I know you hate me for it. Sorry for wasting your time. But I love these art films. Obsessed. Most people hate them, but I get a big... Are you going to tell us about a good one today? No. Oh. So I am going to talk about a cinematic masterpiece film that came out in 2019. Directed by Elizabeth Banks called Charlie's Angels. Mm. It's a remake... (laughs) Okay. That's such an art house film, Andy. Oh. How did you even find God, that yes, it is. Charlie oh, man. I had to blow a guy in a back alleyway for him to get the DVD out of his asshole. 
That's kind of fucking hot. Yeah, it was cool. I had to throw a couple fingers in there. Mm. So, I hate to say this, but it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I've seen some pretty bad ones. Yeah. Mm. I have seen some through your eyes. Yes. <laughs> your eyes are not my eyes. And you know, realize, realize, realize. I hate myself. All right. Okay. All what right. you got? Um, so, Charlie's Angels, 2K19. Directed by Elizabeth Banks, starring Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, oh, God. and Ella Belinska. Does Kristen Stewart do the thing where she just stares at people? Shut like, up. With her mouth open? Emotions. With her mouth, <laughs> with her mouth ever so slightly open. Can you please stop it? Bro, she's like Billie Eilish. Yeah, loves Stewart. Her <laughs> mouth is only slightly open because she has really big teeth. And a nah, 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 face. nah, nah. She's like Billie Eilish instead with rabbit teeth. No, no, she's not. She's fuck Billy William Ivan. Oh, man. All right, what happens in this crabby movie? All right, so I can't even remember the beginning of it because I think my brain blocked it out because it was so bad. Pretty much um Christian Kristen Stewart poses as a gold digger trying to fuck this trust fund stock broker villain guy. Probably invested in GameStop. Ayo. No, he probably shorted GameStop. Oh, he was, uh, yeah. Short no, he was one of the early Dogecoin guys. Mm. And um, she is seducing him, and he literally says, you're the prettiest girl in the world. And right then and there, wow, I killed myself. Has he seen anyone else besides Christian Stewart? God damn. <laughs> All, right. All right. She's not bad looking, but Jesus. She's very pretty. Dude, he couldn't be lying. It was like, you were putting that in this fucking movie. No, I don't. I think that she probably was just like, why is this in the movie? No, no. Trust, trust I me. I don't believe trust her. Me. I don't believe She puts her, her foot down. She put her foot down. Twilight. Do you get to see her toes yes, when she puts she her, totally foot put her foot down? You do see her toes. She's wearing open ho- open toed heels. Wow, of Whoa. course. Of course she is. And she's able to do incredibly mm. difficult martial arts moves in, in heels. heels, as all of them are. Is she, right. is she kicking the crap out of guys that are 100 pounds heavier than her? I'm getting there. Okay. I'll, oh. I'll get there when I get there. So they're having this horrifically cringy date conversation on the balcony of a hotel a small balcony they're drinking champagne and it's just yeah which one goes over do i flip a coin nobody goes over oh come on it would be like that movie from the pianist the the scene where they throw the old guy over the (laughs) nobody goes over that's another thing about this movie fucking basically no one fucking dies oh what so dude yep all their crazy techie guns are all fucking tranquilizers. That's true, yeah. Women are really only good trash. at making your head hurt. They're not going to kill you. Absolutely. <laughs> Stop it. Come on. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> tranquilizers, garbage. Oh, God. It was just immeasurably pathetic how bad the writing was. <laughs> and the fight scenes... Fight scenes are worse. They show a lot of leg, don't they? So what they do is they do a lot of quick spinning cuts. So every fight scene has like a million different wild, wacky, just thrown around frames. So it's just spinning. Mm. Like I'm pretty sure there should be an epilepsy warning. You feel like you got your penis stuck in a gyroscope. It just makes no sense. Yeah, you don't want that. It's bad for your dick. So dirt. All right, let's go back to the first date that she has with Dogecoin guy. 
So during this date, she starts kind of talking all sexy, like you know, yeah. She's all like, "Mmm, I have breasts, and I'm gonna make fuckies." That's her munching on a carrot. Your penis. (laughs) And this guy is all like, "Yeah, I. When people make fuckies on my penis, it makes my semen come out, and it feels good." Yeah. What's up, Doc? Such hot seduction, dude. Yeah. This is hey. This this is is how I flirt. Star Wars prequels level seduction. This description is getting me hard. So, she, like, takes her su- shoes off or some shit and then grabs this the curtain. No socks? Because they're on the balcony. Grabs a curtain. Ties his hands up. Oh. The multiple body cards in the room are just like, hey, this is fucking normal. For him, maybe. Yeah. Tying him up. Ties his neck up. Neck. Then she hangs him? She doesn't hang him. She just, like... Tightens it all bondagey style, meant to be like, wow, crazy, sexy girl fighting type thing. And then ties the knot, and then the the other angel girl shows up with a tranquilizer gun, shoots a guy, gets her gun knocked out, and then they just start fighting these guys. Oh god, it's so it's disturbingly. And they all they all get knocked out swiftly and efficiently. They all get knocked out swiftly, cold, permanently, crazily. So. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, How big would you say these bodyguards were? That's that that's the point I'm getting to right now. Okay. Just about every single man in this movie, other than Sir fucking Patrick Stewart, who's in this. Why? Is that her brother? Is that the guy that's running the Charlie's Angels? Is that Patrick Stewart? Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. Apparently anybody could be a Charlie. So Elizabeth, Elizabeth Bank. The uh, director of the movie, super progressive, decides that she is a Charlie. Whatever. Awesome stuff. Why do they call them Charlies instead of angels? That seems kind of fucking backwards. They are angels. Charlie no. is the guy on the microphone. The, the, yeah. Uh, Charlie's tells the them, guy running it, and then the angels are the women that go out and fight in his name. Oh, there, there can be more than one Charlie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now there can, with this movie. Okay. And, like, pretty much, they're all Everyone's a woman. Mm. Which is fine. I get it. And I'm all for I'm all for like badass women. It should be a thing, but do it right. It like, seems it, like a double-edged sword when they do it wrong cuz they're just not doing women justice. No, they're making them look they're wacky. Not. They're not. They're making it look terrible. And um this was a film made by a woman for women to see, and when it did shit in box offices, they blamed men. Yeah, oh, but, of course. But, but they, I bet in the promo they're like, "This movie is not made for men, so we don't care." If That's men exactly see it. what they did. And it's like, well, the the men don't see it. You can't get mad. So the, the <laughs> another thing about this movie is that I like I, I felt as I was watching it, I felt like I was being that movie shit sucked. On. I felt like I was being shit on the whole time just because I was a guy. Yeah. Now let's get back movie. to let's get back to the. You've already uh, been pissy, you know, shitty. We don't want that. Let's get <laughs> let's get back mm, to the size of the guy. Yellow shower. Golden shower is what it is. Come on, trust yeah. me. No, I don't like it when they're that dehydrated. I uh, like it a little but bit. But that's what it's called. Trust me, I know. So, basically, every single guy, maybe 95% of the guys in this movie are gigantic, brooding, fucking retards. They're all stupid, dumb idiots. They just follow orders. They're henchmen. Yada, yada, yada. And they just... There's no I think way. everybody has a pretty clear There's, image of what a henchman is. Yeah. That's a very, very, very... I think the definition of henchman term. is a big, strong lackey. Yeah, it's a very gimmicky term. So when you say that, so I definitely hate it already. these henchmen, 
are they like kicking them and the henchmen are like oh and they're getting like knocked around by women so a they kind of tri- they kind of tried not to do not to do that okay. they tried to put like uh grappling and like judo aspects into it horribly yeah because you, can... you can't see what the fuck is going on because the also... camera is all over the place it's flashy shots and then they're knocked out no yeah, but if that's the not guy, how it yeah, works in real life. If the guy, if someone's like got a two hundred pound muscle mass advantage over you, you can judo them all you want. Exactly. Just gonna be like, get the fuck off of me. Exactly. Listen, if you were to be like, okay, Christian, Kristen Stewart versus, uh, I don't know, The Rock, but The Rock has to stay immobile for an entire day while she punches him in the face. Is that what this movie? He'll probably still time? win. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, and no, that's not what the fight scenes are like. Okay. The fight scenes are, they're just it's, trash. It's, it's, it's insanely wild. And, um, all tranquilizers, they're getting shot at by real guns. Tons of gunfire going towards them. Nobody lands a shot whatsoever. I love car chase scenes when they're done correctly. If the car chase scene is done correctly, it doesn't have to be too flashy. I would like for it to look real. I don't want it to be stupid like fucking Transformers shit. They had a car chase scene that lasted a, maybe over 10 minutes Damn. where they're being chased. What the? Listen to this, though. They're driving in, like, a V-dub hatchback piece of garbage. Pretty sure it wasn't bulletproof. And the guy chasing them was an extremely experienced hitman out to kill Charlie or whoever's above Charlie or something. This guy has a giant armor-plated vehicle with a piece of the windshield cut out so he could shoot a fucking Gatling gun at their car while driving. So he's shooting a Gatling gun at their car while driving. No one inside of the car. There's four people in the car. <laughs> no one gets hit by a bullet? No one gets hurt at all. Meanwhile, while they're driving this VW, uh, they kick out the sunroof and they decide to shoot pistols at the Gatling gun guy in an armored fucking vehicle. <laughs> the wow. tranquilizer guns? <laughs> Very nice. tranquilizer guns. Eventually, they get to a point where uh, Gatling Gun Guy T-bones them into a body of water, and they all swim out. They swim away. And then and then Gatling Gun Guy gets hurt when he hits their car, and he's walking away, and Kristen Stewart's like, wait, you don't go anywhere. And then he hits a button, and his Gatling Gun car blows up 40 feet away from Kristen Stewart, and she feigns. Oh, oh gosh. Doesn't get knocked out. And then just watches him fucking limp walk away at two miles an hour. He gets away. <laughs> it was the shock that triggered a, a, her anxiety. No, fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that you can't, shit. You can't try to make them be all super badass and then get shaken by an explosion like that. So you also, one ways. of these angels is completely inexperienced. Completely inexperienced. Off the street, they just like pick her for no reason whatsoever. She no, just, she's, she's not like an ex- Black eyes. No, nothing. But she gets trapped or... in a room. Which... She was just looking like a snack on the street corner. She's actually very pretty. She is very pretty. Mm. Well, of course. And I'm, I, I actually think um, I There's think no that fat angels. She was in Blade Runner 2049. She did a fantastic job in that movie, and then she just got the low hanging fruit from Elizabeth Banks. Oh, I hope her career is not over. But she gets trapped in a room, small room with hey, you guessed it, another gigantic brooding idiot henchman guy. Nice. Uh, and she... She judo chops them? She fucks them up. 
I can't remember what right. it was. Like, she might as well have just thrown a stapler well, at the guy's face. And it had sounds him very ugly. What would you rate this masterpiece? 0. 0.5. Oh. 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5 tentacles. I only give it 0. 0.5 because I love my case stew beef. Still, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> yeah. What are talking about? Uh, she might be beefy down there. There's a there's a big plot twist that you could see from fucking space. Where Patrick Stewart is the bad guy. Oh my god, yes, how'd you guess? You didn't even see because the movie. It's a, Holy it's, shit. It's a feminist movie. Every guy's a bad guy. <laughs> and it's that's such a horrible feminist movie move to do because they're like, "Hey, let's take this guy that literally everyone loves. Everyone loves Patrick Stewart and they're going to be like, we're going to make him bad just to show that even good men could be bad." So I like, like Elizabeth Banks though. She's a good actress. Kristen Stewart, hugs and kisses. Call me. <laughs> this is a message from Mohammed Khalakin. <laughs> Joe Biden, in two years, two years, you will pass away. Do good job for you, Asai. No more Iran, no more Iraq, no more Suri. This is a message from Mohammed Khalakin. Follow Squid Fellows. <laughs> Squidfellas has been flagged by the United States government for acts of terrorism. 